0: Listener-supported, WNYC Studios. This fluency and music are forces that open time. From newsounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Jerome Ellis is a composer, poet, and performer. His last album, The Clearing, was a brilliant mix of sax, electronic music, and storytelling, featuring his own stuttering voice. Jerome often spells his name with five J's because it's the word he stutters on the most. But his new project doesn't involve speech, though it is inspired by prayer. It's called Compline, named after the evening prayers that monks have said for centuries, And it is in fact a series of contemplative works for solo piano. Jerome Ellis is at our piano, and here he is playing an improvisation on some of the music from Compline. That is Jerome Ellis at Our Piano. His new album is called Compline. And um, how should I describe that? Uh, Jerome, is it kind of an improvisation on some of the, the sounds, the themes of Compline?
1: Yes, yes. John, thank you so much for, for having me. was oh, yeah. great,
0: great, ha- great to see you again. You too, um, yeah. So we have... Your, the piano miked in the usual way. Mm-hmm. We also have another microphone under the piano down by the pedals yeah. and another one hanging over your hands to catch the sounds of the the kind of thumping of the pedal and mm-hmm. the, the the touch of fingers on the keyboards. Those appear in Compline on the recording. Yeah. And they're clearly intentional. Yeah. What is the intent?
1: Mm. Well, so much, we were talking earlier about my being a piano tuner, and I think so much of my interest in capturing these different parts of the piano sound comes from, I think, tuning. It it comes from spending a lot of time uh, having a certain relationship with the the piano as a body, and as Mm -hmm. a body that, like I often think about tuning in, in terms of uh medicine and and right. and that you know it reminds me a lot about or just like the body uh, the human body um as something that you know that 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 health is a matter of 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 regular practice and 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 so you know spending time tuning pianos and you know in all kinds of settings churches schools you know pianos that haven't been tuned in a week pianos that haven't been tuned in 30 years you know yeah. you know you hear all kinds of things you know you yeah know, I'll bet you know and 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 I and I find the yeah I just I find the all the different sounds that the piano can make so interesting like the thumping you know I, I like it, it it connects me with the piano as a percussion instrument you know right you right
0: know. it's interesting also um it reminds me of something we talked about. When we did our remote sound check session, when yeah. uh, the clearing came out, which is, you know, your, your stutter, which is mostly a block stutter, mm-hmm. leaves gaps in your speech, which, you know, uh, as a radio person, the, the temptation is to edit those out, yeah. but they are a part of... Who you are, they are a part of your speech, they are a part of your communication, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though they are quote unquote wrong sounds mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. many people and and what you're doing with the thumping and the the you know the click of nails on the keyboards it it strikes me as coming from a a similar aesthetic I think so,
1: yeah, yeah i think i think I think again, thinking about like the human body, I think part of it comes from yeah accepting the body. Um, for accepting the body as 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 completely as possible like mm-hmm. like like when i you know growing up i i had a very difficult time accepting my stutter and i i i have i accept it much more now and and yeah and 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 i and i used to try to hide hide the stutter um and now i in fact you know i i still i mean there are still moments where i where i try to hide it and i and i honor those those moments too cuz sometimes that is how i want to move through the world but I nowadays I I I, I have a ongoing practice of noticing when I have the impulse to hide it and to and and, and, and to choose in that moment
0: right. whether I'm going to and right.
1: I yeah and I, I you know I, I think it's like stuttering can is on a spectrum of of, of explicit you know ex, uh, people who stutter explicitly not being hired in certain jobs. To you know, more 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 subtle forms of microaggressions. People who are stutter are often made to feel that this part of their body is not acceptable. Mm. You know, and so yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a part of I think it, it feeds into the music too.
0: Um, well, let's talk about that music for a moment. Uh, Compline, mm-hmm. the these evening prayers. Yeah, what was the uh, what what was the inspiration there for you?
1: Yeah well the the opening melody of the album is this this a 24 note figure um and that was developed back in like 2016 with 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 my 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 oldest friend and my oldest collaborator a James Harrison Monaco an amazing composer and storyteller and writer and we were working on a theater show where we would combine um improvised piano with improvised, improvised <laughs> storytelling. And this, as part of that process of developing the show, we were working with this story from the Thousand and One Nights called The Young Man from Mosul. And there's a part in it where, where we wanted to represent the Nile in music and 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 this melody arose the, arose. the Nile River the Nile River yeah okay. so this melody arose there and and then a, a year in 2017 I went into a studio Moon Recording in Greenpoint to record a long improvisation on it and then it just kind of sat on my computer for some years and I would listen to it every once in a while and be like ah oh, I like this but I don't think it's um you know worth releasing but I but I but I would listen to it just, just just kind of for myself and 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 listen to it as I as a as I often listen to music as a form of prayer. And then my wife Louisa, who was here in the studio with us, we were driving one one day last year, and I put it on, it was raining and it was kind of overcast and I was it kind of suited the vibe of the music and I played it for her and it was actually listening to it with Louisa and hearing her support of it that I was like, Oh, I think I w- it took five years later, after it had been recorded, for me to hear. I think I I I I, I would like to share this more hmm. more widely. And well, in that time, the idea of a prayer it just you know has lingered with me. But the Compline title wasn't there originally. It only came years later.
0: Right. You know. uh, and that opening figure it recurs at various points during yeah. the piece. Uh, in in different variations different forms at one point much later in the piece it's much higher and slower up on the keyboard Mm -hmm. and it starts pretty pretty low down Mm -hmm. could we maybe hear you sort of improvising on on that that kind of kernel of of the piece
1: yes for sure
0: all right yeah jerome ellis is my guest here in the studio the album is called Compline. it's um a beautiful kind of suite in nine movements, although they all flow one right into the other, and Jerome's doing some improvising on the Compline material for us here in the studio today. Once again, Jerome Ellis, improvising at our piano here in the studio. And uh, y- you mentioned, Jerome, how Compline, you know, the, the title came after the piece was kicking around for a couple of years. It suits it so well. Oh. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, that improvisation on kind of the the, the nut of the piece, it seemed like a, a an improvisation in a way that I haven't seen not heard but seen before where your your hands are hovering over the keys and maybe it'll strike a key and maybe it'll move somewhere else and strike a key down there you know yeah that it's almost like like doubt and questioning and all of these things that maybe we don't think of as prayer but which mm. you know, are in the the way you approach the instrument here
1: yeah i think yeah i appreciate that john yeah i think for me Something that Louisa and I talk about a lot is the relationship between prayer and what you just said—doubt and unknowing—is—is—is is, is, is the word that we often use. Um, and I, I love, I love that medieval text about prayer,
0: the cloud of unknowing. Yes, and, which uh, has inspired a lot of music actually. yeah, We did a whole hour-long new sounds, all of different composers in- inspired by the cloud of unknowing. Wow, yeah. I have to
1: listen to that, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it, it, and,
1: and to me, it just like, it, it helps me so much, even just that word and the kind of concepts associated with it. I The way I, I phrased it the other day when I was talking with um, the amazing poet, Her Danilo Machado is um that I wanted to approach the music knowing as little as possible hmm. about it. And and that's something that I, I often try to kind of practice with, with improvisation is like again as you were saying, like like when I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm praying, um I I was raised y I was raised in the church but I but I no longer am part of of any church um so when i was growing up and i would pray i would like have a clear sense of who i was praying to i was praying to the god that that my that my mother taught me about but now when i pray i have no idea who i'm praying to and often even what i'm praying about i often just pray in silence and so i and so i try to kind of bring that to the piano so what you were saying about like surveying the kind of <laughs> yeah. landscape and yeah. seeing where i'm going to go next it's like i i like to I, I try to practice and it feels good to practice like the only thing that I know is that is that is that nut that you described that initial melody and then I try to like move i try not to get a i try to move slowly enough even when playing very fast I try to like move slowly enough so that the I try to treat the music kind of like like a, a an animal that I'm tracking, as I sometimes mm. think of, of, of stuttering. And a lot of it has to do with my experience of, of stuttering because stuttering for me is often, it's very unpredictable and, and it actually, for me, it requires a kind, of, a kind of vigilance and I go into every sentence not knowing where I'm going to stutter. So kind of like that, I try to like enter the compliment. Yeah, as if, as if, as if, I, as if I were speaking. You know? Yeah, uh, but I, but but I'm not speaking. You know, it's like I I don't stutter on the piano, but I but I try to bring what what I've learned from stuttering to it. You know,
0: what else, uh, were there uh, pianists who inspired you as mm-hmm. you know as a performer? I mean, we were talking before rolling tape about Lamont Young mm-hmm. and his well tuned piano, this magnum opus, five hour long piece for an alternately tuned piano with very spiritual kind of, you know, ideas behind it. Is he an inspiration for you?
1: not when this music was being formed it's it's i've i've studied him a little bit earlier in life but it's really only been recently like in the last few months that he's been more of an influence mm. and but but i but i feel a kind of retroactive like oh like you know like a
0: kindred spirit yeah thing. yeah you know so much right. of what
1: he has he has he has you know uh created and, and and taught um are are lessons that i had that i that i have been learning from him um i think a Glenn Gould, hmm. um, and particularly in the way that he plays
0: a, a Baroque music. Right, the Goldberg Variations, most famously. hmm
1: A lot of that has been very influential for me, and I would say my grandmother. My grandmother is... Um, she can't play piano anymore, but, 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 she is, a, she was a pianist early in her life and she, and I've actually never heard her play piano, you know, but, 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 I also feel her, her with me when I'm playing, you know, Interesting. and I, yeah, and I, and I, it was only, but I didn't know that she was a pianist until many years after I had started playing the piano, you know, so again, it was this kind of like retroactive lineage, yeah. I was like, oh, I've inherited, you know. Funny. Yeah. You, know, you
0: said you grew up in the church. What
1: church? I grew up in in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and um but your
0: parents are both from the Caribbean. Yes, right? right?
1: The way I understand them is like kind of in a broad kind of evangelical Christian um lineage, but my my family lived in my extended family lived in New York and we would visit up here. And my family has a church in Canarsie. And that and that church, I don't know what um they are or, or or how how they would how they would describe themselves um but there's but it, but but it's the congregation and, and and the leadership is all all black west indian mm-hmm. and um and there for me there are definitely elements of pentecostalism there yeah so both both churches had a big influence on me did
0: you grow up singing in church
1: yes in the congregation, never in a choir anything. But I love singing. And I grew up playing. When I started playing the saxophone, I grew up. I, I would then play hymns on the saxophone.
0: Uh, some people who stutter mm-hmm. do not stutter when they sing. Including myself, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And yet you didn't choose to be, as a musician, a singer. Yeah. But, but rather an, an instrumentalist and to use your voice mostly to deliver Stories. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, definitely when I started playing the saxophone, I, I definitely felt a liberation in being able to. I wasn't singing, but I was using my, my mouth to express myself mm. without having to navigate the stutter. <laughs> The saxophone, I think, was for me such a refuge from speaking, mm. and now I'm in a place where I, where where it still is, um, but now I'm in a place where I, um, or not, but and now I'm in a place where um, uh,
0: speaking has become
1: more of a refuge. Mm. Um,
0: it's interesting. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's very subtle what you just did there, changing a but to an and. Yeah. Uh, as if you would stepped back mm. and saw mm. laid out before you the two ideas that you were <laughs> attempting to connect together realizing oh i need a different conjunction there thank you yeah <laughs> thank you yeah
1: it's it comes so much from because cuz for me it's so ingrained to like there are, there are certain narratives around around stuttering and and disability more broadly that that there are certain narratives that 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 can where like the narrative beats are you know coming from a place of shame to a place of pride which 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 which, which i which I honor and I think those are important and i I, I was just about to do it again, I'm about to say but and <laughs> i i i I think that's sometimes the word but can bring me into those narratives and 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 I don't always want to. I don't always want to narrate my my relation with my stutter in those terms. Like, I, I used to feel this way, but now I feel this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know? All right. Um, how about another, uh, you want to return to the material of Compline? I mean, there are lots of spare moments in the piece. There are also these kind of almost oceanic waves mm-hmm. of sound. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you want to take us now?
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll start oceanic and then... And then, and, then, and then see where it wants to go.
0: All right. Once again, Jerome Ellis, the album is out. It's uh, a beautiful cont- contemplative collection of uh, thoughts and musings on the piano. It's called Compline. Here's another improvisation at our piano. Once again, Jerome Ellis, live at Our Piano, uh, improvising. How do you do, when you perform Compline, what do you, do Do you start at the beginning and see where it goes? I mean, it's usually not like this, where you're doing three discrete pieces. What what does a performance of Compline mean for you?
1: Yeah, thank you, John. Well, I've only performed it uh, once. Hmm. um so <laughs> this is the and this is the second time, so the only other time that I did it was last week in Los Angeles, and i yeah I think I started with with the opening um melody on the album, and then yeah, I did a sim maybe ten fifteen minutes i mean you you know i have I have no sense of the time <laughs> uh when it's happening, but maybe ten fifteen minutes uh similar to here, beginning with that melody and then and
0: then taking it somewhere else. Before Compline, mm-hmm. before the clearing, mm-hmm. the first music I heard of yours was your series of sound baths, the fountain, as you called it, which was saxophone, electronics. And listening to Compline, there are moments where there's lots of activity, there's lots of fingers going up and down the keyboard. There's not a lot of harmonic motion. Mm-hmm. You know, and it that seems to be something that has gone through a a lot of your music however differently it presents is this kind of you stake out a sonic or a harmonic territory and you kind of inhabit it
1: yeah a, part, a lot of that comes from earlier years studying jazz um and and not being able to keep up with 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 the harmonic changes in certain in certain jazz contexts um certain Certain context within Bop, right, Um, right, and um, you know, I'm thinking about the way Miles Davis talks about this too, Um, um, his relationship to harmonic movement throughout his his career, and um, yeah, I mean, I I, I would, I would, when I was when I was playing those contexts, I would feel stressed that I couldn't keep up with the changes, and um, you know, and felt. Yeah, that that I I I craved a a different kind of musical situation. Um, the the parts of the music that I'm interested in elaborating are often not in the realm of, of 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 harmonic movement, but a lot of it comes from just like yeah, what what I what
0: I'm capable of. Mm. Um, okay, you know. So uh, a final question about Compline. Uh You've you've told us that. You kind of lived with this piece for a number of years, not thinking it was really right to put out for other people. Now that it is out, what do you hope people? What do you hope the affect mm. of this piece is? What do you mm. hope people take away from it?
1: Mm. Oh, thank you. Well, I hope I. I think I hope that it is. It is of some use to someone. Um, and 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 my my. What that use might be, I am—I feel like also great unknowing about. Like, I find it so magical how many ways people use music. You know, yeah. I, 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 I love not not
0: knowing how it may be used. Yeah. Well, people can find out because Compline is now out. It's uh, the latest from my guest Jerome Ellis. Always great to speak with you and hear what you've been up to. And, Jerome, thank you so much for playing for us today. Thank you, John, so much for having me. Irene Trudell is our technical director. Our producer, Karen Havlick, shot video of Jerome's performances. And uh, you can find said videos on the New Sounds YouTube channel. You can keep up with everything we're doing on New Sounds by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter. Uh, Just text New Sounds to 70101 or sign up online at newsounds.org. I'm John Schaefer, thanks for being with us. See you next time.